It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the midweek edition prior to the Zebra game. My name's Alan Deegan and on the line I've got William Davis. Good evening, Alan. William, you were at the press conference today where I think it was Nigel Carroll and Keen Callagher were in attendance. Yeah, so let's have a listen to what they had to say. Nigel Carroll joining me here on the Tuesday. After the what's the initial reaction to Saturday? Uh how is it? How is it settled in with everybody? Initially, uh, disappointing, but um, I suppose it's been a lot of expectation, both maybe outside the camp, but more importantly inside. I think there's a there's a, a really positive environment, um, one where the lads are uh, working extremely hard, but they're enjoying each other's company. They're they're enjoying coming into work. It's very um, it's very player driven, and um, you know that they're involved in a lot of a lot of the aspects of the game. So they really feel that they own it. So when you know on the weekend when it doesn't necessarily go to plan to the full degree, necessarily more so on the results side of things, um, they sense a feel of you know they, they sense the disappointment, um, considering maybe the the expectations on the back of three positive uh, pre-season games, but. Um, but I think the important thing to, that they understand as well is that everything that they felt didn't go their way is fixable. Um, small things just like work rate in, in defence and our restarts. Again, we've just put a bit of a bit of time into those um, in the early part of the week. So I said, hopefully that's that's at least two areas that um, you know will be uh, will be better at come this weekend. What sort of a reaction do you look from for for players when you when you get a result like that? Do you do you want them to be angry or annoyed or upset or kicking water bottles around or what's what do coaches look for um, when you have to look them straight in the eye after a, a really tight loss like that? I think whether you're a coach or a player, I think the most important I think is is honesty, you know and. Um did you actually do everything that you could in the build-up and your preparation to, you know, to achieve an outcome? And you know, going into the game on the back end of the week, we felt we had very good preparation. Um, you know, the game didn't start particularly well, but there was, you know, for the vast majority, there was really positive aspects of the game. This play with some real tempo. Uh, I thought we caused Glasgow some um, a lot of bother in, in, uh, when they're trying to defend us. We scored a couple of good tries on the back of it. Uh, we had seven opportunities in the first half and we converted six of them into scores. So there's some really positive things. So I think um, the players are honest with themselves. And I think um, when we when we come in on Monday, you know, if it takes the coaches to be you know disappointed or angry with the players, I think we've we haven't created the right environment and we're trying to promote. Uh, an environment that's uh, that players grow in. So if you're going to ask players to grow, you have to put them in a situation where they're asked, you know, they, that they're put in situations where they're they're not very comfortable. But if they're not honest with themselves, um, they're not going to be in a position to be able to deal with it. And if you were looking at where the game was was lost, and obviously a one point game, you can probably over you can analyse that to death. It just sometimes it just happens. The last twenty minutes, did Glasgow just up the physicality a bit and sort of really tighten and grind the game and Connacht maybe were got to a situation where they didn't have enough ball for a while and did that cause a problem? Um, you know, I suppose when you look at the stats, I thought we had a lot of possession in the second half and I think converting that possession into scores, um, at, you know, it's crucial, uh, particularly against a quality side like uh, like Glasgow. 
nine points is not a a margin that that you can get comfortable and um you know maybe you know I know we had a penalty opportunity with a sin bin and, and and we've gone back over that with our our game leaders that you know if you're in the same position again considering you're 20 minutes left they've just lost a player to the sin bin you get a penalty which we thought was more infield but as, as it transpired when he awarded in the 15 meter we probably felt we probably should have gone to the corner at that stage and and really put the foot on the throat and 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 that's the sort of the ruthlessness and the killer instinct that um, that we're trying to develop and grow. So I mean, if the players are going to be looking to the coach's box and say, "What do you want me to do?" It's we haven't. We're not encouraging them to grow. So um, it's about educating and and putting them into that situation in training. And and that's what we do every week. There's always scenarios we go. You know, if we're two points down and, and a minute to go, and you know, how are we going to get that vital score? Or similarly, if we're two points up with a minute to go, how are we going to, you know, uh, hold on to that lead? So we put them into those situations, and look, we can't cover all of those every week, but that's another one. Go, you know, what, what's the thought process then, and who contributes to that decisions, and um, and and that's where that's where we hope to be better the next time round. But I think that was maybe uh, that w- that was a moment where we could have maybe kicked on and taken advantage of us and been and and kind of the possession advantage that we had that maybe we didn't. And now at the weekend we've got uh, Zebra beat Connacht twice last season. Michael Bradley coming back. He was very up for it when I spoke to him in Glasgow a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's, it's, it's an important game this because you, you really want to get that winning feeling. Very much so and you know we've experienced that winning feeling and that little bit of momentum from the pre-season and um, last week wasn't wasn't a blip, but we knew that game was in our control. So again, we feel very much that this week is very much within our control. Um, we've got to make sure that we maintain our training standards, and you know, we're just off the pitch there now. And um, you know, the, the, the training was extremely intense, extremely physical, and uh, guys are up for this this weekend. The guys are are prepared. It's not um, by no means that they looking at, at Zebra going. This is a this is a soft touch. We know this is going to be one of our tougher games. These guys always. Um, you know, give us a, a serious battle. If we get into an arm wrestle with them, we could find ourselves in trouble. So we know it's all about our standards and the standard that we set for ourselves. It needs to be really high and needs to be high in training. In everything that we do, our attention to detail, any chance that we get, we must make sure that we convert it into a score. And uh, and only then, if we're if we're clear at the end, these guys lie down. But we know that they're going to be very they're a formidable force, and um, they've they've shown that over the last couple of years. And looking at player availability, Owen McEwen. It just took a nasty bang on his thumb. Is he ready to go, or do you know where he is? Uh, he's in for a, a scan actually today, and um, he got a bang on that um, early in the week. And uh, look, at it, we thought he came through it, and look, he, he just took a, a right blow in a, in a tackle to his, his AC joint. So he's in for a review um, with the specialist today. So um, we just have to wait and see what the outcome of that. And at this time of the year. You don't want to make changes for changes' sake, but I suppose you also need to look at some other players, and you need to get people into the to the playing squad. So, can we expect a few changes? Maybe just just to see who else is available. Players coming back who maybe had a little knock or two, like uh, Robin Copeland. Yeah, look, it's we're a very competitive squad. Our um, you know recruitment this year has been uh, has been very effective, and. Um, you know, so the additions of, of, of the likes of, of Kyle Godwin and, and Colby Fanger, are, they really add strength and depth to the squad. So those guys are all training. So Colby's back in training. Gavin Thornbury's back training today. Bundy's back training. Um, uh, Kieran Marmion is back in training. So we've got a lot of um, experience to come back in and, and, uh, and, and, and to select from. 
Is that the ideal? That must be the ideal situation for a coaching and selection panel. Where you've got all these guys putting their hands up. All, all want to play. They, they don't just want to train. No, they're not here just to, to train. I mean, they're professional rugby players. They want to, they want to play, and they want to play, and, and they want to play at home in front of their own, their own supporters. Um, but it's, it's, it's competitive, and we need to find the balance between maintaining momentum in the squad and making sure it's competitive. And if, um, you know, if, if guys aren't able to produce. Um, to the level that we expect as as, as an organisation, then we know there's we've got we got others that maybe can or maybe deserve an opportunity as well. So it's finding that balance is the is, is the difficult uh, balancing act. You know. Keen, you just come off the training pitch. Was that a good session? Yeah, really good. We had a really good Monday, Tuesday there. Um, obviously, after a t- tough loss there on Saturday, um, just looking to correct a few wrongs we made in defence with the weekend as well today. So especially um, in that first half, we can see the three that we're pretty disappointed with um, after the pre-season we had and stuff so um, today was a big day for us and I think as a squad uh, we trained really well and our, um, all eyes are set in Zebra now this satellites. Just talking to Nigel there he's saying they're looking to set up they want a player-led scenario so I suppose uh, there has to be a, f- a fair degree of honesty and maybe a few home truths from, from everybody as to as to what happens on Saturday but is it better to just get that done and dusted get the air cleared and move on to just accept it happened? Yeah, 100%. I think we um, we had a cultural uh, kind of week there in pre-season and a lot of it was geared towards like player-led um, player-led kind of standards and stuff and that comes on the training and matches as well that we have to, like if people make mistakes, we call each other out and and right the wrongs but there's no grudges held and it's it's all for the benefit of the team as, as a group so um, we had a pretty honest there Monday, Tuesday and I think we're going to be better for it now to come Saturday and um, keeping the positives from last Saturday for this Saturday. And looking ahead to uh, Zebre there, um, beat Connacht twice last season. They, they, this is almost a bit of a free hit for them and they're a, they're, they're a, Michael Bradley being an ex-Connacht coach. He's, they're going to come here full of confidence, I think. 100%. Um, like we got no points off them last year at all, so uh, they obviously target us as, a, as an opportunity to beat one of the Irish teams and we're not taking them lightly at all. We think they're a very, very good team and they've improved massively over the last couple of years, especially under Michael Bradley. They have a massive pack and some very dangerous backs in Minosi and especially Kana at 10. He's a pretty mercurial at 10. So, yeah, we know what we, we, know, we know where their dangers are. And Last season, injuries probably came at the wrong time. It'd be a little dip in form. This season and the pre-season has gone really, really well. You must be, you must be in a good, good space. Yeah, um, I think I had a bit of a disrupted uh, pre-season there uh, last last season. Um, I tore my quad twice, so I, I really didn't get much ball in hand kind of sort of work. I was just rehabbing nearly for two months and then straight into the season as soon as I got back. So there was no kind of time to sharpen my tools before the season and get fit. So uh, I was kind of playing catch-up from the start of the season, so it was disappointing from my aspect. And then I kind of... I'm starting to find a bit of form uh, after Christmas around the Cheetahs game and stuff and did my syndesmosis so I had to get an op on that which kind of I was out for the season then after that so uh, it was nice to come into pre-season fit and ready and uh, hit the ground running under the new coach and new systems. Do you have a preference? Would you prefer to be on the wing or playing a fullback? I'll play loose at it uh, for any of in the team I'm pretty easy like <laughs> so, as long as I'm uh, in that start 15 I'll be I'm happy out like I'll play wherever for any puts me. 
pretty obvious on Saturday evening they were disappointed uh, with the result. Um, and I think that's the foremost thing that comes in on the day of the game. When you've had a chance to look at it in greater detail, they can probably pick some really good positives out of it. But the acknowledgement is they lost the game. They've, they've done their analysis. They had a big training session this morning. They'll be doing some more work through the rest of the week. And then Zebra are here on Saturday. These, as say many times, these games come around really quickly. They do indeed. Um, and Keen, Keen made reference to the point that you know they, they had a real heart-to-heart you know about what happened and about the decisions that were made. And like he, I assume the reason he was up today, that he he was a, a heck of a star performer at the weekend. I just read out some of his stats. He 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 led the league with 141 meters. Like that, that's a huge amount of ground to be covering in the match. He beat three defenders or beat two defenders, made three clean breaks, had one offload, and and of course scored a cracking try. Yeah, absolutely, and that's 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 the reason why he, why he should be up. He's 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 the guy that has probably stood out the most. Um, I think. We saw on Saturday that the warm-up games don't... They obviously count for something, but the intensity level, you could tell immediately on Saturday watching that this was a different level of rugby. Yeah. Um, But I think it's important for players to get confidence. He got some confidence. Uh, He talks there about, you know, he'd had a lot of injuries last year, didn't quite work out for him in, in terms of appearances. And he wasn't available up to the end of the season. So he had to hit the ground running. He did that in the warm-up games. He continued it on Saturday. And that's important that players kick through. Um, the decision not, the decision to kick that penalty on the yellow card as well was an interesting one. And I suppose that's a learning experience for a leadership group on the pitch. Should they have seized the opportunity and gone for the corner and said, right, we're going to put this game to bed right now. While Glasgow are still a bit disorganised and a bit disorientated, mm. we're going to go for this. Because Connacht were still on top at that stage in the game. Yeah, They'd had 20 minutes in the second half. They'd scored a penalty. They'd had a lot of possession and sort of position. But it had been positioned just over the halfway line, 10 metres to the 22. They hadn't exactly been camped on the Glasgow line. No, no. If you if, again, if you look at the stats, in the first half they made it into the twenty-two seven times and scored six. But in the second half they only made it into the twenty-two three times. So much improved defence from from Glasgow on on that front. Um, and it, it's funny. I was just listening to another podcast this morning cr- criticising Bath for not taking penalty, not kicking points when playing against Bristol. And you know, um, I think it was Brian Moore who was making the point. You always take your points. So. <laughs> Yeah, you have both sides of the coin there. It's you know, absolutely. And maybe if that kick had gone over and they'd have been twelve points ahead, it's it's small things like that. And that's um, where they have to have very clear thought about what they're doing. Yeah, and the decisions have to be made. Um, Jared Butler had some good stats as well, Alan. He did. Yeah, I was going to say, like, talk about leading. Leading. He talked about his leadership style was to lead from the front, and it's something he did. He was the joint top tackler on fifteen, and he was also one of the top carriers. Where on eleven carries, he beat six defenders, which takes some doing for a back row. Yeah, certainly does. He put himself at the forefront of the game. The the salient point is they lost. If they'd won, it just it just gives you a better position at the start of the season. Look, that's sport, and um, they have a chance now to... They can't, they can't win this game again because it's gone, but they can go out on Saturday and play well and win. 
Yeah, I think that's um, we're we're going to talk about um, Saturday in, in in a few minutes. But before we do that, let's let's have a look at the the results. Yeah, there were seven games played uh, on Friday evening. Zebra, uh, who will be playing on Saturday at home, beat the Southern Kings thirty two sixteen. The Ospreys at home beat Edinburgh seventeen thirteen, which is an interesting one because we'll be playing Edinburgh third. And the Cardiff Blues thirty two, Leinster thirty three, another away steal. And then on Saturday, Connacht twenty six, Glasgow twenty seven, Ulster fifteen, Scarlets thirteen, John Cooney, ex Connacht with five penalties, including one right on the death of the game to win it. Mm. Munster thirty eight, Cheetahs nil. And then another interesting little result, Dragon seventeen, Benetton twenty one. That just shows the Italian sides are out and about very early this season. I know Zebra would be expected to beat the Kings, but that's a good away win early for uh, Treviso. Yeah, and Zebra getting a bonus point, which puts them joint top of the table alongside Munster and Glasgow. Um, kind of trailed them by four points at this stage. Uh, Ospreys are on four. They managed their win without the bonus point. And Cardiff, of course, with that loss, actually scored four tries and got the losing bonus around two points. And... and the Cheetahs, if we remember, if we remember last year, started off with two horrendous results and still made the playoffs. So it's not all lost for them yet. It's very early in the season to get even get into to where teams are. If you look at final tables, you need 13, 14 wins and bonus points to get you into into contention. It, it's a sort of a sliding scale from there. It is. And looking looking at Conference B, Leinster on top with five points because they were the only team that got a bonus point win. They stole a game. They don't care. It doesn't say that beside the score. It nope, just says nope. Leinster won. It's exactly. the same for Glasgow. And, it was, and, and I think Dan McFarlane must be really pleased to see Ulster, even though they didn't manage to score a try, you know, getting that win against Scarlets uh, in his first game. And it, it'll give him some good platform to work on. You know, former kind of coach and player. It's great to see him starting off so well with Ulster. Uh, it is. Um, but it also means the Scarlets will be coming here in a few weeks hunting for points. We would like to thank the official Connacht Rugby Supporters Club for supporting the podcast. For the most detailed, informative travel news for away matches, check out the Supporters Club website at connachtlan.com. Membership is only €10 and includes a member's gift, exclusive merchandise and much more. Go to connachtclan.com for all your supporting needs. We'll move on to uh, the women's interprovincial series now. On Saturday, Connacht women were defeated in Cork by Munster, 24 points to 7. Um, a second half try by Shannon Tui wasn't enough to bring Connacht back into the game as they trailed 17-0 at half time. By all accounts, it was a, a, a tough encounter. Yeah, we didn't see it, so I suppose we just have to go on what we've heard. They'll be disappointed with that. We met them at their training session in, in Galway the previous Saturday. Um, but you know, Munster at home obviously dominated the, the first half and clo- closed out the win. Hopefully Sunday here, next Sunday at the sports ground against Leinster, 3 o'clock kickoff. I'd urge people to come along uh, and give the women some support. Uh, hopefully it'll be a nice, a nice afternoon. And uh, that should be a good game. Two sides would like to run the ball a bit. Mm. And ho- hopefully they've, they will, they'll, they'll kick on from that. And they'll they'll put it behind them. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to the to to the manager um, Barney Moran, who said that they have a tough session coming up tomorrow night, and they 
they think they know how they're going to fix their problems and they're really looking forward to producing a good re uh, a good performance on Sunday having last year their only home game was that great win over Munster so let's let's see if they can continue their winning ways in the sports ground yeah absolutely and if you can't get there uh, we'll be updating people live on Galway Bay FM from around three o'clock the Craggle podcast requires financing to keep it running we are now using the Patreon website to help us raise funds here are Rob William and Alan to explain more about it. Let's talk about Patreon. You've probably seen it on our tweets, you'll see it on our websites, and we're going to talk about it a little bit now. Why have we joined it, and what does it mean for you guys? Before we talk about that, though, four years ago, to this very day as we record, we started the Craggy Rugby podcast. We're into our fifth season. I think it was Connacht versus the Dragons, wasn't it, Alan? It was indeed, and it was thanks to the Dragons Forum and their... Um, somebody funny on there, giving a, a funny... They, they wanted The game wasn't on TV. And they wanted to know how they were going to follow it. And a guy on their forum said, sure, won't it be on the craggy rugby radio? Sure, won't they have it talking about the big, dirty Welsh fella hitting our poor Johnny as he catching the ball? And he hit him in the air, even though Johnny's feet were on the ground. But sure, you, he meant to hit him in the air. He didn't quite hit him in the air. So, yeah, we said, yeah, that sounds like... We, we'll take that name. Concept was simple, William, I think. What we try to do here, and what this advertorial feature is, or, or what this insert is all about, uh, listeners, is... Just maybe just to let you know the concept of Craggy Rugby, the concept of what we try to do on Galway Bay FM as a group, and why we're why we feel there's a real necessity for this kind of coverage of Connacht Rugby. Because look, we're on an outpost in Ireland, and maybe people around the world won't realise this. Connacht gets a little bit lost sometimes in in the narrative, and we always felt that someone needed to be kind of basing themselves here and looking outwards and how they cover Connacht, and that's where we felt we could fill that niche. Well, we're on the edge of Europe, and we're the most westerly professional rugby team in Europe and sometimes getting any uh, proper coverage yeah. is, is a little difficult uh, where sometimes Connacht were a bit of an afterthought uh, and that might have been performance driven at times as well but we were trying to fill that market so that people had a, a better idea of what Connacht were up to and to see that there, there was a lot going on around Connacht rugby and we seize that opportunity and as you say we're now into our fifth season yeah there's a thing I think about sometimes which is is the concept of just getting that kind of more detailed informed coverage because we go to so many games there is a, a number of journalists uh, beyond ourselves who've been covering Connick very very diligently and determinedly uh, for many many years if you have that inside perspective you alleviate some of these kind of silly knowledge gaps that we see and there's loads of recordings of well-known ex-players who get lots of media work some of whom were proudly saying they hadn't been to the sports ground since they retired after 20 years little things like that that frustrates people but much deeper than that too people just want to want to get that perspective from within I've I've done this before in terms of talking about what the commentary is about, the difference between bias and partisan. It most certainly isn't bias. We call it as we see it and we call it fairly, but we're partisan. And as I give an example, what's the difference between partisan? Well, when George Hamilton commentated on Tomoff Day against Bonner and Bonner said, he went, yep! And that was his moment. And everyone says it's a great piece of commentary, which it most certainly it is. If he was trying to commentate to the Romanian audience, maybe he should have said no or yeah, but devastation for Romania. But no one wanted that from him on that occasion. And that's what we provide both in podcast terms and in broadcasting. Um, I think people are always looking for information. We live in an information age where there is amazing amounts of information coming at, at you. You can be getting stuff hitting your phone every second of every hour of every day. But you need 
maybe somebody to sift that information or to put some depth or, or just to round it off. So we try to provide that overview. Which brings us to Patreon. You've heard it before, you'll hear it again. Podcasts like this cost money. Equipment, travel, all the people that are involved in bringing it to you, and there are a lot of people. We really feel that what we do is only enjoyable from our perspective if we can bring it to the highest quality. We're not interested in just ticking boxes. We really want to produce something that you feel could be for any team of any standard, of any uh, budget, anywhere in the world. And uh, from our perspective, we feel we're doing that. But you do understand as, as, a, as a project grows and as interests grow in it, we need to produce even more content and we need to reach even higher standards that cost money and that's where we're coming at with patreon what we've started to do and what patreon's about is just asking you guys out there to help us out a little bit of course if you can't if it's not it's not suited to you you can still help us out by spreading the word and and making sure your friends listen and that'll help us in itself and we're very grateful for that but we would be hugely grateful if you take a time to look at patreon and see what kind of donation you could give to us per month that you feel, yeah, you know what, the lads are worth this. To give you a number, we'll say two euro per month for starters. If that's the if that's the kind of bottom line that you say, yeah, that works for me, that's brilliant. But please, please just think, what do you think would be of a value that you can put on this podcast and what it means to you? It's patreon.com slash craggy rugby. And every bit you give us, every bit of support you give us is appreciated. Know that from the outset. Uh, log on. It's as easy as anything. It's a well-established website. I'm sure many of you use it for other podcasts and other events. But hopefully, you'll back us. For the final section of the podcast, we're, we're going to talk about the, the Zebra match. But first, William, what are the other games on this weekend? Yeah, Friday, two games on Friday evening. Uh, Glasgow at home to Munster. Um... And they'll be much happier going into that with a win, uh, bringing Munster over to Scotston. Ulster at home to Edinburgh. That'll be a fascinating result in terms of where Connacht are when they go to Edinburgh. Are Edinburgh going to be 0-2 and two mm. going to that? Exactly. And then there are uh, five games on Saturday. Uh, the Dragons play the Southern Kings at 3 o'clock. And at 17.15, which is our game, Connacht against Zebra. The Ospreys play the Cheetahs at 17.30. Uh, Benetton play Cardiff Blues at 19.35. And Scarlets take on Leinster at the same time. We'll have more news on those games uh, in the midweek podcast next week when we see how they, they re- reflect on what they mean for Connacht. Thanks to sportsnewsireland.com for their sponsorship of the podcast. Go to sportsnewsireland.com for all your Connacht rugby team news. So on to the, on to the Zebra game. Um, before we start talking, let's have a listen to what Michael Bradley had to say when we chatted to him in Glasgow at the Pro 14 launch. It was, I mean, we, we played well. I mean, I think both matches against Connacht last year Either side could have won the games. They were, they were very close. A um, couple of missed kicks in the first match uh, in Parma cost Connacht. Uh, and I think um, you know a couple of good tries by us uh, in the sports ground uh, gave us the advantage in, in that in that match. So I mean, it's a target for us, but I'm quite sure it's a target for Connacht as well. So um, I, from from Tommy and from my point of view, from Zebra's point of view, it's important that. Um, we're competitive in the matches. Uh, it's important that we, like I say, we stick to our style of playing, uh, how we want to play, 
and um, we'll see where that takes us. You say they were two tight matches, but when you come out on the right the right side of those two results, that does that help build into the where you're going? Does that help your process that you've actually you've you've won that type of game? Yeah, I, I think Tommy it was our first victory away uh, in no in in, uh, in Ireland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last yeah. last year against Connacht, so it was our first. It was our, so we had a couple of uh, historical uh, points last year where that was won, and we won three matches in a row, which is the first time for Zebra to do that. Zebra Rugby Club. So you know we, these are things that are important when you're at the stage of development that 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 uh, Zebra is at that we are at. So. Um, uh, so again, you know, we go back to Connacht, and as you said, in two competitive matches from now. So it'll be a serious target uh, for for Connacht. I'm sure Zebra will be, and and vice versa. So, but the main thing for us is that is that we have confidence and that that we are competitive. Michael Bradley seemed very bullish there. Yeah, um, he's in quite reflective mood there. I think uh, they had a much better season last year. I think the whole structure in Italian rugby is uh, better. I think they're a big threat on Saturday. I think they'll come here under uh, no real pressure. And they've, they've still got something to play for. They've had a win. And I expect Michael Bradley will have them uh, tuned up to go out there and uh, go at it. Well, if you look at the fact that they won their last three games of last season, added to this one, which is four games, and he talked about the fact that they'd won three games in a row, which they'd never done before. Now they've won four, and they'd be looking at this game as winning five in a row, and they they won't fear Connacht. Um, and if you go back, you you know, Connacht have a very good record against Zebra, um, apart from the last two games. But then you had the, the game that was called off two seasons ago where Zebra could have won it probably were going to win that game um, there's the European game that they won and if you go back to when they were called the Roni um, they, our, our results against them were 1-2 lost to and in the two that we won we only bet them by 4 and 6 points so they, they'll always feel as though they can they can get up for this game uh, You're such a statistician Alan you love all this stuff don't you um, <laughs> Sorry, sorry I wouldn't be too worried about I wouldn't be too worried about Aironi um, <laughs> That was a long time ago <laughs> I had uh, to do it I, I had to bring it up I would, I would have point out in the meantime that Connacht actually won the Pro 12 since, since then but uh, look yeah, I think last season was a bit of a shock because if you sit down at the start of last season, you would have said, right, that's an away win and a home win. Thanks mm. very much. That's eight points. You should never do that, but we all do it. We all play that that game. Uh, and as he said there, they were two very tight games. Mm. They came down to a couple of kicks over there. They scored a couple of good tries here. But it's just what's, what's around. Um, it's early in the season and he's going to have his choice of players uh, the Italians don't seem as mindful or as concerned about not playing their internationals so I think it's a big challenge and I think I think if Connacht had won last week it would still be a big challenge but they would have that little bit more confidence I think they've got to start really well on Saturday and maybe in the past if that happened Italian sides their heads would drop a bit so we'll see uh, hopefully there'll be a good crowd up there and a big atmosphere. Um, well, the forecast, the weather forecast is looking good at the moment. So with a bit of luck, I don't don't think it's going to quite match the weather we had last last Saturday, which was pretty outstanding. But um, it's it's looking it's looking fairly nice now, and 
as we talk about Michael Bradley, we like people have to remember, although he didn't finish particularly well with Connacht at the start, he was very good and got Connacht to two semi-finals in the Challenge Cup. Um, and when he's switched on and, and really wants to get things going, he, he's a very good coach. Yeah, and he took Edinburgh to a Heineken Cup semi-final. He did. Um, so it'll it, it, just be fascinating to see how Connacht react to this. Mm. Um, I think they need they need to go out and do the same things they did last Saturday, and they got to win. But I, I think they've got to play in the same way. I think they've got the, the pace on the ball, pace around the park, but they've got to cut out the the defensive errors and. They, look, they know that. They don't need me telling them. Um, Zebre mightn't be quite as astute as Glasgow at, at turning those sort of situations into points. But you still don't want to give any side free points and you certainly don't want to give them free scoring opportunities. No, no, this is, you know, this, this is a pretty important game for Connacht. If they, can, if they believe in what they're doing, they'll, they'll come out and play in, in a very similar way. And you'd like to think that Zebra don't quite have the same... Um, player power that Glasgow did because if you if you look back you know for me the the almost the thing that changed the game more than anything else was Stuart Hogg was incredible and the kick he put into the corner from the penalty that they they earned um, just inside our, their own half and he sticks it within five meters and they scored a try from that but that's just one of the things he did he he made such a difference um, and I'm not sure that that Zebra have a player of that caliber. Um, so hopefully Connacht will keep playing the way they were playing, take their opportunities, score their points, and um, get a victory that uh, they really need at this stage. Yeah, because they need to kick start the uh, this this part of the season, and the sooner that happens, the better. Um, because the following week they've they've an interesting, difficult trip away to Edinburgh, who might be smarting if yep. uh, they don't get a res- they don't get a result in 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 Ulster and Ulster would probably feel confident enough of winning that based on the fact that they beat the Scarlets but that's that could all go completely completely wrong and that's that's the joy of sport that's why we watch it we've got plenty of access to these games now they're all televised mm-hmm. uh, so it's sort of wall to wall rugby um yeah and, and good good all- highlight shows as well and and you know from our point of view having TG Cahar cover every Connacht home game and cover if they don't do the away games like they're doing deferred coverage and nearly every one of them it's fantastic from from a Connacht fan's point of view anyway it is and it gives us a chance to to see what's coming up coming down the road for us it gives us the chance to look at look look at these teams in depth and in detail Mm -hmm. and um, hopefully sort of try to figure out what sort of rugby they're playing Exactly, and exactly. It also allows me to do a few more stats, since <laughs> I can go well, back and look at the game and do 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 more stats. And that's where I got my stat about you know scoring six out of seven attempts in the uh, getting inside the twenty-two in the first half, but only making it in there three times in the second half. And I think that's that's the sort of important stuff that helps me understand how Connacht are getting on. Yeah, and it's interesting because Dave Rennie made that point when I spoke to him after the game, and mm. you'll have heard that in the in, in the match podcast that. They had a chat at half time, yeah, um, and they fixed whatever they whatever they fixed. They they tightened it up. Okay, so don't forget to follow uh, Craggy Rugby on Twitter and Facebook. We're also on Instagram. Um, if you want to go back and listen to any of the old uh, the previous podcasts we got, you can go to craggyrugby.com and rate it. Or give us a review on iTunes. And any other podcast apps that you're using out there, if they take ratings, please rate us to to help us 
get to more and more people out there with um, our views and reviews on Connacht Rugby. Yeah, the match is live next Saturday on uh, Galway Bay FM from quarter past five with uh, Rob Murphy and Joe Healy. Uh, it's also live on television, but the best place to see it is come up to the sports ground and watch it live if you can. And uh, we'll have the story of that in the uh, post-match podcast. Good night, William. Good night, Alan.